And yet the market had very much anticipated it. There was no shock, no surprise in the USA, either on Wall Street or on Capitol Hill. It's exactly what we expected. And here are, you know, here are central banks that misread the whole blooming thing when we were warning about what might happen. Uh, now they're playing catch up. And arguably, arguably, they're now going too far too fast and risking. Hello and welcome to the Fortune and Freedom podcast, where Nigel Farage and Nikolai Hubble give you a unique take on what's really going on in the world of finance, investing and politics. We hope you sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to This Week in Review with Nigel Farage. Nigel, let's start with the interest rate decision over in the US, a 0.75% or 75 basis point hike. What do you make of it? Sounds an awful lot after the last 15 years or so, doesn't it? Um, and yet the market had very much anticipated it. There was no shock, no surprise in the USA, either on Wall Street or on Capitol Hill. It's exactly what we expected. And here are, you know, here are central banks that misread the whole blooming thing when we were warning about what might happen. Uh, now they're playing catch up and arguably, arguably, they're now going too far too fast and risking, you know, recession in a way. However, that's what that's what we've got. Uh, puts pressure, huge pressure actually on the Bank of England. Uh, already worries about how weak the pound has been over the course of the last few months. So, yeah, we can expect some rises here very, very soon, I would have thought. And no real prospect of this stopping. Uh, several more rate rises coming this year of that, I have little doubt. There seems to be a growing gap between what the financial markets are anticipating interest rates will do next and what the central bankers say they're going to do next with interest rates. So the central bankers are claiming that inflation is a big persistent problem now and they're going to have to hike rates a huge amount in order to bring inflation back down and they're going to continue to hike rates. Whereas financial markets are actually anticipating that they're going to have to cut interest rates in 2023. Who do you think has it right? Oh, I think the central banks have it wrong, always, but they tend to stay wrong for longer than the markets expect them to. And I think that's the lesson of the last couple of years. So it's all well and good, the markets being rational and logical, but that doesn't necessarily explain how the Fed or the Bank of England or the ECB are actually going to work. So, yeah, we're going to be living with higher interest rates. Although, let's just say this, for once, savers get a slightly better deal. Oh, I know real inflation is much higher. Uh, but we've been through this bizarre period of time where it's really been, to quite an extent, uh, an attack on thrift, an attack on the very concept of thrift, which I think for a society is quite corroding and quite bad news. And so I, I kind of hope, as we look ahead to the next few years, that we now get used to, and renormalized to the idea that if you've got money, um, it does earn some sort of return. Let's move on to energy. A few weeks ago, I was reading about how much of Europe's energy flows through the UK uh, on, you know, because of the, the infrastructure for the for the seaborne freight of, of gas LNG doesn't exist as much in Europe as it does in the UK. And therefore, that Europe is reliant on the UK for a lot of its gas. Well, now I'm, I'm reading that the UK is reliant on Europe for its electricity, and that's going to be a problem over winter. So I don't really know what to make of this. Um, it's, it's, it's incredibly well, confusing to me, but I can sense it's going to be a big problem. Well, the gas that we ship to Europe is not gas we produce generally. It's more, more of it is gas that is brought in. So we are used as a transshipment depot for gas, just as Rotterdam is used as a transshipment depot for all sorts of other commodities. And I think this idea uh, that the UK 
delivers all this gas to Europe is a bit of a misnomer, actually. You know, they could cut out the middleman, get it direct. It would just cost them more to do it because of economies of scale. You have uh, Nord Stream 1, the pipeline, is now down to 20% of output. The European Union are demanding that everybody cuts their gas consumption by 15%. Solidarity, they cry in Brussels as they exempt Malta, Cyprus, Ireland, as the Hungarians stick up two fingers and very few doubt that Greece, Portugal and Spain will go along with this at all. Then they threaten legislation to put that in place. I'll tell you what's going on. The Germans are saying, please help us. Please help us. We're in dire straits. Would you please reduce your standard of living? Would you please be colder this winter to help the Germans? Now, it may well be that the rest of Europe feel well disposed towards the Germans. I just don't actually think that's the case. And I think we could be in for a really dramatic energy shock over the course of this winter. It is clear that the war of words with Putin is hardening, not softening, in many, many ways. It is also clear he has developed new markets since the invasion of Ukraine, notably India and China, to whom he's selling much, much more product. Um, we pat ourselves on the back that our sanctions are hurting Russia. Well, uh, if energy bills are going to be £500 a month in a year's time, you've got to ask yourself the question, who's actually being hurt by all of this? So the biggest danger... The biggest danger to everything is a big energy shock this winter because Putin just literally cuts off the gas. I'm not saying that it will happen, but it's something we all have to keep in mind. <clears throat> and it reminds us that not all decisions that governments take should be taken purely on the grounds of economics. There are things such as national security and being able to keep your factories going, being able uh, to keep your pensioner population from dying of hypothermia in the winter, these things actually matter. Now, we have a conservative leadership contest going on in the UK now. Economics is front and centre, actually, of that campaign. You know, basically, Sunak says we keep taxes high um, because we want to dampen down inflation. Trust says, well, actually, if you cut excise duties, far from being inflationary, Actually, that's deflationary in a sense and might stop us going into recession. Those things are being openly and clearly debated and discussed. And it's actually Nick, the first time I can remember any sensible economic debate going on within the UK for some years. And I welcome it. They haven't yet got to energy, but I hope before this contest is over that they do. I'm looking forward to the day they turn down the heating at the European Parliament. Nigel, thanks for joining us. And to everyone at home watching, thanks Thank for joining you. us as well.